Thank you for listening to the Rise FM Community Spotlight. My name is Scott Saunders, and with me today is Melanie Miller, Executive Director from the Ashland Pregnancy Care Center and State Representative from District 67. We're going to talk about what's going on with her district, and we're going to talk about Issue 1. So how is it going, first-term representative? How's that working? Yes, it's going so well. You know, Scott, I'm so blessed, and it is such an honor and a privilege to have been chosen by the people of Ashland and Medina counties to represent them and to be their voice at the state house. I, you know, I know that um, God has an assignment for me, and as we believe that God has a plan and purpose for our life, so He has an assignment. And so, as long as I keep following Him and keeping my eyes on Him, He's continuing to reveal what that is while I'm there. And uh, and I love people. I love to serve. I have a servant's heart. And so, what a what an awesome privilege it is to be able to do so in the House of Representatives. And you've been able to do one of your, I think, assignments. Recently, That's with right. with a bill that was just passed in the state house, tell us about this tax exemption thing that's out now. That's right. Well, I of course everyone knows that my heart is is definitely the mission and vision of the pregnancy care center and what we do to help and support families and provide life affirming options for them. But of course, one of the things with inflation, a lot of families have been struggling, you know, to be able to buy diapers and wipes and the equipment to provide for a small family, and so we were able to, I advocated along with one of my colleagues, um, a baby products tax exemption bill. And I'm very grateful that almost all of our bill was implemented into Ohio's biennial budget. And as of October 1st, certain baby products are now tax exempt in the state of Ohio. So young families that are raising little ones. Now, when you go to shop for those material supplies and equipment you're going to need, like diapers, um, creams and wipes for your baby, um, a booster seat, a car seat, a stroller, a crib, a pack and play. All of these items are now tax exempt in Ohio. So praise God. <laughs> Can you hear the smile in her voice? Oh. The joy on her face is, is <laughs> in, it contagious around here. She is Melanie Miller and Let's strip gears, go to the care Absolutely. center. Not too long ago, you did the Walk for Life right there at, corner, at downtown Ashland and Corner Park. That's right. How did the walk go? It was wonderful. And we just want to thank you guys at Rise FM again for being a ministry partner with us. We're in this together. We're not alone. So we appreciate yes. you guys being there and setting the atmosphere full of praise and worship and great energy. We had, honestly, and, and not only am I seeing this at our center, but we're seeing this across the state. I mean, we had record numbers once again, and every year you probably hear from me or you see, you hear news reports that this was the record year, but really this is the record year. And I think with what's happening in our country and what, what's going on in our state, people are getting engaged and getting off the benches and, and getting in the game, if you will. But we had over 300 individuals, families wow. um, participate, record number of churches and sponsors. Our goal is $50,000, which of course supports our free confidential services for clients in Ashland County and the surrounding area. We are just shy of our goal. So people's fundraising pages are still open. So we are about 46,000 right now, which we're still thrilled with already beyond what we did last year. But I, I trust and believe that God will help us reach beyond that goal by the time November 1st rolls around. So we've got till November 1st to do it. That's right. All right. How can they may still make a donation to help toward that? Oh, absolutely. You can go to our website. Thank you for that, Scott. It's ashlandcarecenter.org. 
org slash give. So you can give right there on our on our page online. Thank you. And somewhere only 4,000 away. Yep, we're about 4,000 away from our goal. So it's a reachable thing. Absolutely. All right. We all celebrated when Roe was overturned. And then what happened was those who believe in abortion decided to hit every state with an abortion law into the Constitution. And thus we have issue one on the ballot. So it is not my place as a disc jockey to tell you how to vote. But I'm going to tell you I'm voting no on issue one. And Melanie and I are going to share with you some of the reasons why today. I don't know where you want to start from here. Just a little over a year ago, in June 24th of last year, Roe was overturned. The U.S. Supreme Court decided that this was unconstitutional and that we should not have legalized abortion. And so now every state gets to determine the law as it refers to abortion. Six states already have passed an amendment like Ohio will be voting on here in November. They have all passed. The state of Michigan is the state who just recently passed this last November. And so now Ohio is the only state in the nation that will be voting on this reproductive rights constitutional amendment. And so I think maybe first and foremost, we should tell folks who is behind this language, who wrote it, who is endorsing it, who's funding it. And so number one, the ACLU, Planned Parenthood Federation, and also a group called URGE. These three groups are involved in the abortion industry. And, and when I say industry, it is a for-profit industry. It, it's a moneymaker that profits off of murdering uh, innocent children and, if you will, deceiving women when they're in a vulnerable situation, mm-hmm. when they're facing an unexpected pregnancy. But also these groups have been notorious across the country. They've been on the record talking about how parents shouldn't be involved in decisions with their children, especially minor children. And so not only does this amendment, constitutional amendment that we'll be voting on, not only is it extreme with abortion rights, but it also would erase parental rights. And I think that's one thing that as parents are listening, hopefully your red flags are going up because we do need to talk about this. So perhaps maybe we could highlight the three things that this constitutional amendment, the proposal will, will do. So number one, it will allow abortion through all nine months for any reason. Not just allow it, it would enshrine the right to abortion through all nine months in Ohio's constitution. Painful late-term abortion. Even when a woman is in the process of in the delivery room, in active labor, if she changes her mind and wants to abort that child at nine months, by law, she would be protected to do so. And we know that a baby can feel pain at that time. We know there are a lot of families that would love to adopt at that point. So that is a concern for those of us that believe life begins at conception. And we believe what the Bible says, that we shall not murder and that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. We're made in God's image. We believe that abortion, there are other alternatives. So that's number one, a huge concern. Um, Number two is the parental rights situation. So in this proposed amendment, parents would not have to provide consent or have to authorize their child to get any type of surgery when it refers to reproductive rights. And the language of this bill is very vague. So when we talk about reproductive rights, not only 
can it be a surgical abortion, but it could also be a gender transition surgery. So if an eight-year-old little girl goes to a parent and decides uh, she's born a young girl and she decides that, Mommy, I'm a little boy and I want to get a surgery, she wouldn't have to tell her parent under this proposed constitutional amendment. The parent would not have to sign off or be notified of that surgery to be done. And I don't know about you. I'm not a parent, but we need to protect our children. We need to protect our children, and that should alarm us more than anything when we look at this amendment. That would infuriate me as a parent if somebody did something with my daughter Absolutely. without telling me. That's right. I there's a reason why I have a gun in the house. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You don't mess with my kid. That's right. And you know, and we're not just seeing parental rights attacked in this amendment. We look across the country when we look at parental rights are being threatened um, in education in many different areas, even when we look at issue two uh, about protecting children. That's a whole nother issue. So parental rights, there. It's. It, I mean, this is what's at stake right now. And drafters of this amendment, like the ACLU, they've been fighting against parental rights for decades. And Ohio parents are their latest target right now. And then the other thing to highlight with this amendment is currently under Ohio law, if a woman were to go under a surgical abortion procedure, if something goes wrong with the procedure, if there's an emergency, that physician is supposed to have practicing privileges at a nearby ER where she would be transferred. That doesn't always happen right now. And so that's why pregnancy centers, we make sure women know before they go. They make sure they know if a clinic has uh, not followed the law or they, you know, maybe don't have sterile instruments, whatever it may be. We want to make sure she's educated. But under this law, any type of health and safety precautions that the law currently states will be wiped away. So a woman who's getting a procedure... That physician under the constitutional amendment, if it's put into our constitution, they would not be required by law to take her to a hospital if there's an emergency that takes place during a surgery. So quite honestly, this amendment hurts women. It it hurts women. This amendment never once is the word woman mentioned in the ballot language. In fact, it's so vague, it says every individual. An individual is so vague, it could be male or female. It could be any age. So it includes minors. This whole language is very deceptive, very vague. And the drafters of this amendment were very intentional for it to be that vague, to confuse people. And we are seeing a lot of misconception. We're seeing a lot of lies that are being advertised. And it's really important that folks that are listening and and maybe don't understand what's going on to do the research. Don't just listen to the ads that people are spending out-of-state money to try to win this election. Do the research. There's a lot of really great websites. There are great websites for churches. There are great websites. There's a campaign website on this issue as well where you can do that research. Get the best information so you can make an informed decision about issue one this November. And one of those sites, Protect Women Ohio? That's right. ProtectWomenOhio.com is the official organization that is uh, encouraging a no vote on issue one. And I will tell you, many people have asked, who is part of Protect Women Ohio? Well, it's a group of pro-life leaders that have united together. The director of Center for Christian Virtue, the Ohio Right to Life CEO. We have the woman who founded the Right to Life Action Coalition of Ohio as a board member. 
these top state pro-life groups and ministry groups have come together to join forces, to unite their voices, to educate people about why this is so dangerous for this amendment to, to become law in Ohio. I think the other thing for people to realize is, you know, Ohio, we the most conservative law we have to protect the unborn in Ohio is the heartbeat bill. Currently, that is not the law of Ohio because it's held up in litigation because of Planned Parenthood and the ACLU right now. And so right now it's 20 to 22 weeks. Uh, Abortion is legal up until that point. So what will happen is... The constitutional amendment will trump any laws that have been passed in Ohio. So that is also why this is so radical and is very extreme. And it is we don't need this in Ohio. The the thing that stands out to me so much, Melanie, this is Melanie Miller from Ashland Pregnancy Care Center and state representative for Ashland and Medina counties. The thing that stands out to me is out-of-state organizations coming in trying to tell us what to do. Yes. It's California, New York, Michigan, right. abortion laws that they're trying to force feed on Ohio. That's right. You notice the list of people that you said were supporting this, ACLU, Planned Parenthood. These are not Ohio organizations. They're big money national groups that are trying to tell us how to behave in Ohio. And that that kind of grinds me a little bit. Um, what are the things we can do right now, Melanie, as we head into these final weeks before before That's we right. vote? I would encourage people who are Christians that are listening to the station, encourage your pastors to talk about this from the pulpit. Encourage the conversation in your small group. Encourage the conversation with your neighbors. The church has to get this one right. We cannot be quiet on this issue. We cannot be quiet. The evil that will open in this state if this becomes a constitutional amendment— I can't even fathom what's going to happen in this state, what's going to happen, because we know abortion is a generational sin and curse that happens for generation after generation. And you know, I will tell you, Scott, our state motto is with God, all things are possible. So I want to believe I have faith. And if you know the fighter in me, I want good to overcome evil. And I believe that if the body of Christ will come together, will pray and fast to be disciplined in that, to knock doors, to make phone calls. We all know 10 people that we can reach out to and and send them a little picture of of this. I encourage people to uh, change your social media image on your profile to to let your family and friends know how you're voting. Don't be afraid. This is we're called for such a time as this. Every believer who is listening to this broadcast, we have a responsibility to be a voice for the voiceless. We cannot be quiet any longer. When I think of even the Holocaust, well, what happened? The church was silent. This is our opportunity as a church to speak out and to say, no, these lives are precious. Women deserve better. This isn't just about protecting life. Abortion hurts women. People are hurting. This hurts people for generations. We've got to show compassion. There are so many. There's a generation of young people that have been deceived, and we have to love people. We have to show them the truth of what's behind all of this. What does it say in Scripture, John 10.10? The thief comes to steal 
and kill and destroy. But Jesus comes to give life and give it more abundantly. And so there's hope when we know Jesus Christ. There's hope when women know that there are other options. I will tell you, pregnancy centers like ours and and others in the region, we've started offering abortion pill reversal. Mm -hmm. We've had record number of women who have called our center and neighboring centers that started the chemical abortion Even women who have small children at home, a one-year-old, a two-year-old, and they're overwhelmed, they're single. I don't know how I'm going to afford another child. What am I going to do? I, I don't have a job. And they take that abortion pill because they're hopeless. And then when they start that pill, they regret it and realize what they do. And pregnancy centers are helping women with that second chance. And thank God that there is a second chance when they start that abortion pill before they take that second one. There's a reversal process they can do through progesterone. And we've been able to help women if they've changed their mind to be able to save that pregnancy. And that's what we need to do. We need to, pregnancy centers are going to really be filling a gap. Whatever happens after November, we have a huge role to play because Women and families are going to continue to grow. <laughs> They're going to continue to need support. And the church is going to need to come alongside these individuals and show them the love of Jesus Christ. Whether or not issue one passes or fails, and our prayer is that it fails, what happens to Ashland Pregnancy Care Center the day after Election Day? If issue one passes, you shut the doors? Absolutely not. We are committed to serving women and men in their time of crisis and their time of need. And quite honestly, our work and our ministry is going to grow. It's going to grow and there will be a lot of gaps to fill. I hope that it is defeated. But if it is not, we have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work to do. In in Ashland County, we no longer have a labor and delivery unit at our hospital. And so our center is filling the gap with more education for families, labor and delivery classes, breastfeeding classes, parenting classes, more and more classes. And so that need to train parents so that they feel confident to step into that role of maybe being a new parent or, hey, I haven't parented in a long time and and now I have a surprise. I have an extra blessing now. Um, but our work continues. And quite honestly, whether or not abortion continues in our state, if it is defeated, abortion will still be legal in Ohio. People will still be able to get abortion somehow, even if it's um, the chemical abortion. And so we're ready and we're eager to serve those women who are in the hopeless of situations to let her know that she has options and that somebody is there for her to talk to without judgment, to listen to her, to show her love and compassion and to help her to make sense of, you know, how can we solve some of these problems? Right. You know, how can we answer some of these? How can we meet some of these needs? What would we need to do to help you to choose life? What what kind of things would you need to have answered or solved before that? So we're ready to serve and, and our work is uh, for such a time as this. You said something a second ago, and I want to touch on this because, let's face it, gentlemen, we sometimes don't um, uh, think correctly, and we sometimes act out of impulse rather than common sense, and you have tools to help the men as well as the ladies as they face an unplanned pregnancy, too. That's right. We are about the whole family. That is, we want to encourage and strengthen the family unit. And men are a big part of that equation. If we believe what the Bible says, men are the head of the household. And 
quite honestly, we have a generation of people that are fatherless. And so many men don't know how to be fathers, don't know how to be husbands. And that's why our center and many pregnancy centers in in Ohio, we offer a men's ministry program. We have dad-to-dad mentoring. We do, we always make sure in our classes, there's always a male co-leader so that the dads that are coming, they can relate to a a man in the room and start building that relationship. We also want to encourage dads. We hear this many, many times, and I know I'm not the only center that experiences this, but we live in a culture now where men feel like they have no say in the pregnancy decision, that it's the women are always what we're hearing in our culture. It's my body. It's my choice. You don't get a say in this pregnancy. But it takes two to make a child and to bring a child into the world. And a man is the most influential voice in the pregnancy decision. We find that with an ultrasound, more than 90% of women and men who see their baby on an ultrasound choose life. It increases to that 90% when the man is a part of the decision. We want to empower him to know that he needs to step up. Women, a lot of times, if a man will say, honey, I'm scared too. I don't know what to do, but we're going to do this together. As long as he says, I'm not leaving and walking away and forces her and tells her, you just need to take care of it. If he steps up, I guarantee you there will be more lives saved. So men... Don't underestimate the power of your voice in the life decision and in starting a family. You have an incredible role to play. Last thing, we're talking to a lot of fo- a lot of Christians here on Rise FM. But one thing we do know is that I think the statistic is half of women in the church have had abortions. That's right. So don't just sit and say, well, that's out people outside the church. They're lost. They don't know. No, you've got women and men suffering in your church right right. now. And that's why we're doing this here. That's right. Because we want you to know whether you are in the church or out of the church, there is help and there is hope for you. Especially in Ashland County, Melanie, how can they find out more and get in touch with you? Absolutely. I'm so glad you shared that. You're exactly right. And, you know, attached to every woman's abortion, there is a man that it impacts. There is a grandma, a grandpa for generations. And um, we do have help and hope. And I want you to know whoever's listening who has participated in an abortion or you had an abortion, I want you to know that God forgives you. He loves you. He wants to set you free. He wants you to walk in healing, and he wants to redeem you. And we have a group of ladies that have been where you are and want to help you. So you can learn more at our website, ashlandcarecenter.org. We have a ministry called Restore, and it is a retreat for women. We're looking at building some for men as well because men also heal and grieve differently. Um, The impact of abortion impacts them differently than women. And so we want to be here to be that hand to hold and to walk with you on that healing journey. AshlandCareCenter.org. Melanie, thank you. You're welcome. Always a joy to have you here. 